Texas Football. I'm joined today by uh, Eric Nalin, publisher of Inside Texas. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Uh, let's, uh, before we, you know, do anything else, let's just get straight into it and, and talk about the latest news uh, happening on the 40 acres in the last 24 hours. Uh, Texas active in the portal market uh, on Sunday, getting a commitment from Alabama transfer tight end Jaleel Billingsley. Eric, tell us what you know. Well, I mean, his his story is pretty uh, pretty public out there. You know, he's he's very talented. Obviously, we saw that dating back to last year. Uh, last year was his first uh, extended playing time. Uh, he experienced quite a bit of success under Sar uh, Steve Sarkeesian, especially later in the year. He had some big games against some big competition, tough competition, very athletic. Um, if you see him in the open field, he looks a little bit like uh, little Jordan Humphrey. Uh, fans, so fans will be able to picture what that looks like. Um, he didn't have quite the season he was expecting this year. Uh, I think they a little bit was he wasn't always on the, on the same page with with Nick Saban. Nick Saban has made some comments about him, uh, not not out of nowhere, but when asked about him by the Alabama media. And uh, we had kind of had him on portal watch just because of just putting two and two together. You know, they've got uh, they've got a good talent, a talented tight end at Alabama already had had a big game in the in the championship versus Georgia. Uh, obviously, the doghouse. And then he experiences his most success under uh, Sarkeesian. They lost Cade Brewer. Uh, obviously, there's a fit there and a need for some experience. Even though they like the young, talented uh, tight ends, they're very inexperienced and they're still young. And so he already knows the playbook, and he, he's gonna he's he's coming here to, to look to repair that that promise that he had. You know, people were calling him the next big thing at tight end. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It, it, they, he had very similar numbers in 2020 as he did 2021. 18 receptions a year ago under Sark. 17 catches this year. Uh, but it was his trajectory, right? right yeah, the, the context of that is important. He had four big games at the end uh, against four really good teams last year. And this year, was it was kind of he had one uh, one bigger game early, and then he kind of disappeared down the stretch. So, so um, you, you never want to see stagnation in a younger player. He's a, he's a guy that had a rocket ship trajectory, and it, it leveled off uh, considerably. He's originally out of Chicago, was recruited by Jeff Banks in high school to Alabama. That's the other tie, right? Um, uh, and now is going to end up in Austin. Um, just, just looking at this, this is a, a big recruit because uh, we've talked about how Texas needs help in the receiving game. Texas did not get a commitment from Mario Williams, uh, the transfer from Oklahoma on Saturday. He selected USC, which was somewhat expected since we also expect Caleb Williams to end up there as well as his uh, battery mate, so to speak, at OU. Um, but uh, that this looks like the move for Texas in this portion of the portal from a receiver perspective. Um, my, my thought to you is this. I'm looking at it right now, um, Eric, and I'm looking, since this is the state of the program that we do every week, I'm looking at the tight end room now. You also have Juan Davis, Gunnar Helm, Jatavian Sanders. Those three true freshmen a year ago, each in their own way, showed some promise. Right. Um, what about Brandon Liebrock? That's a name that we don't hear much about. Is he headed for a medical red shirt? What is what's what's going on? Uh, Brandon Liebrock is expected back for the spring. As far as I know, um, he, he's still a member of the team for sure. Um, you know, he, he just has never been able to stay healthy since he came in in the class of 2019. You know, that's been a long time. Um, you know, we'll see. He's a very talented wide receiver. He would play that same position that uh, that they just brought in uh, Billingsley. So you've got Gunnar Helm is a traditional inline tight end. Uh, Jatavian Sanders is a do-it-all. They like him uh, attached or unattached. Gunner, uh, uh, Juan Davis is more of a flexed tight end. 
And then uh, I would say the same about Billingsley, but Billingsley is going to be more of a experienced blocker as, as somebody that they move around sort of like Cade Brewer. You know, that that's a very, you don't have to be a big physical blocker to be a good blocker as an H back because you have a lot of, uh, you have the ability to play in space. Uh, you, you're, uh, you're not, it's not just a power thing where, where you're one-on-one -on -one all the time. Uh, you're on the move and you're getting guy, you're picking guys off in space and you have angles uh, working at your own advantage. A lot of times you're in motion when you block. Um, and so Billingsley and Juan Davis do that same, that same thing. Gotcha. Yeah. I, they, Alabama's that was his knock on him at Alabama, right? That he didn't block well enough in line. Well, I mean, they, they played a lot of 12 personnel. So they had the other guy too, that just had that big game, kind of a do it all. That guy looks like a future, you know, early first, second round pick to me. Uh, but the, you know, the 12, when you run 12 personnel, usually uh, one guy is offset or, or not, not attached. And he's, he's more of that guy. I don't think he's an unwilling blocker, but he's not a guy that you want attached. Got it. Makes sense. Um, and so that puts five guys or yeah, five guys in the tight end room, which when Texas likes to run a lot of 12 personnel, five is about probably the right number, right? Oh, well, when you look at the when you look at them, probably, you know, not having the ideal, obviously not having the ideal wide receiver room, I expect them to run more 12 personnel, but still be dangerous. What I call it is 11, 11 and a half personnel if you have Billingsley, because he's more one and a half receiver and half blocker. And when I say half blocker, that's not a slight to him. It's just more of a nod to how good of a receiving option he is. Yeah, he's got some vertical speed that other guys at the position that Texas has currently just don't have. Yeah, and really, he's a really easy mover. He's not, there's no stiffness to him. There's some guys that might be faster in a straight line, but he, he's fast in all directions. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, uh, they were, boy, Alabama was really, really high on him coming out of 2020. And for whatever reason, 2021 did not go his way. Now we'll be able to see him. He will be a senior by grade when he enters Texas. Uh, school starts on Tuesday. Uh, so we assume that he'll start he, school there. Yeah, he'll have two years left, I think, at least two years. But yeah. you're looking at him. I, I wouldn't get too excited about him being around after this season. He's going to catch 40, 50 balls and be out of there. And uh, and that's exactly what you're hoping to see. Yeah, exactly. That, he, he's a senior by year, but could be a junior because of COVID, et cetera. All right. Um, also, I mentioned Mario Williams, Drew Sanders, uh, who Texas pursued as a defensive end linebacker, off-ball off linebacker. Uh, excuse me, as an edge player uh, for uh, through the portal. Also a Bama uh, uh, transfer, has committed to Arkansas. This is one that Texas thought they had a real shot at. He visited over the weekend, but it came down to Texas, OU, and Arkansas, and he, he picked the Razorbacks earlier today. Any inc inkling as to why he did that or what the thought process was there, Eric? Well, when you first, you know, I, I focus on fit a lot because, you know, if you, if you understand how the players fit, that's, that does half the, half the uh, legwork for you. It tells you and it gives you a lot of information, you know. When I first saw that grouping, it was very odd to me because it, it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me as a guy that's, to me, a pure edge. That's his NFL position is edge. So Arkansas, with that defense, they don't really have a guy like him out there. Uh, that didn't make any sense. And then with OU, they've already got Clayton Smith. Uh, they're not going to play both those guys at the same time. Who's, you know, they're not, why, why would they bring him in to displace Clayton Smith? So that didn't make much sense either. Uh, Texas schematically should be the perfect fit for him, especially given the need at, at Buck. Um, but, you know, we found out late in this process that he wants to play off the ball. He, he must have grown up with uh, posters of Brian Erlacher on his wall uh, because he wants to play off the ball linebacker. Now, I don't, I don't see that. He's 6'4, he's 6'5. Six, six, you know, maybe they can play him between the hashes and, and he can he can survive. But, you know, he's not going to play that position in the NFL. So it's a bit of an odd decision to me. Uh, but he has a lot of faith in himself to be able to play that. Now, 
the, the problem with Arkansas is if it doesn't work out, he doesn't really have an out card in that defense unless unless Odom goes back to running some older stuff he has. You know, they like to run that three, uh, that 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 drop eight defense uh, quite a bit. And so that's a three man front. Those defensive ends are usually a lot bigger than them. So we'll see how it works out. If he wants to play off the ball linebacker, it's not nearly as big of a loss as Texas fans uh, to Texas fans as if he wanted to play outside linebacker edge. Gotcha. Um, Texas still recruiting another Alabama transfer, though. We don't know if he has a scholarship offer yet, even though he did make a visit over the weekend. And that's middle linebacker or strong side linebacker Jalen Moody, who was a backup at Alabama, correct? Correct. Yeah, he probably would have started, except they've got uh, Henry. I'm not going to say his last Tua, name. Toa, Toa. Yeah. yeah, from uh, – when those guys started showing up, I <laughs> between them and, and you know, it's, it's just hard to. And even if you can get it in the same ballpark, you can't give it the same enunciation that they can. It's it's crazy. But uh, so yeah, he probably would have started if they didn't get Henry. Uh, and, and then at that point, Texas fans would have been, oh, he's he's a great player. Now, now I think they're kind of looking at him as a spare part. Um, he's got very good lines linebacker ability. His problem is he doesn't have that same athleticism that you see with most Alabama linebackers. Those line those Alabama linebackers have the the athletic uh, innate traits, um, they know how to play the position. And then on top of it, they're a first-round athlete. So he's not a first-round athlete, but I think he does have the mindset for it. Um, I, I think if Texas really pushes for him, that they'll, you know, they're going to get him. He, he left today to go to Arizona. I think it's Arizona State, maybe Arizona. Arizona State would make a lot more sense. Um, but I, I do think if they push for him, they'll get him. He played a lot of special teams for Jeff Banks. That's kind of what he was known for at Alabama. But he was also a fan favorite. Uh, and a lot of them were pretty excited about him playing this year had they not got a uh, Tennessee kid. Yep. Ta-ta. All right. So last, uh, last but not least on this list, uh, we had, uh, you had discussed uh, yesterday or day before that Texas had some interest in Latavius Briney or Briney, uh, a safety from Georgia. Um, is he still in play for Texas or, or is this a, a wait and see based on when school starts and everything else going on right now? I think it just, I think it might have just come come to fruition a little too late. Classes are about to start at Texas. Uh, there's definitely been contact. Um, we know that they're looking for another another player that can fit in the secondary, likely a safety or nickel. Somebody that if he plays nickel can move somebody to safety or or vice versa. Uh, and so I just think it's going to be a little too late in the process for uh, for Latavius. But you know it's instructive to what they're still looking for. They're still looking for that uh, a safety, still looking for a wide receiver, and they're still looking for. Uh, an edge, you know, O'Shawn Mathis, that'll be one that, that materializes a little later in the process. Yeah, that's that was going to be my very last comment as far as the portal is concerned. Um, O'Shawn Mathis is, you know, probably other than Quinn Ewers and, and no offense to either Ryan Watts or Jaleel Billingsley, O'Shawn Mathis is probably yeah. the defensive version of that for Texas. Um, he would have more sacks than anybody returning for Texas over the last two years. Um, you know, and he put his name into the portal. He's the defensive end uh, originally from Maynard that uh, started the last two years for TCU. Um, where is Texas at in that process? My understanding is he's trying to graduate from TCU this spring first. Yeah, he still has about 10 hours left uh, at TCU, and he's going to finish up and get his degree there. Um, I, ex you know, I expect him to, to uh, end up at Texas, you know, especially once uh, Gary Patterson is announced officially. Um, yeah, you know, he might not have the name recognition of some of the other guys, even though he's been around. He just hasn't been in those high profile uh, programs like o OU and uh, Alabama. But he's a bigger need than either uh, Sanders or, or Mario Williams because he's going to make the biggest impact at, at the biggest need position. Think about if you can put him at Jack. Uh, 
that strong side defensive end position, you're able to move Alex, uh, Alfred Collins back inside, uh, which is a more traditional fit for him. You get more explosive as, uh, as, as a pass rusher. So to me, it's a big get, but you know, fans are going to be, have to be a little patient. I know there's going to be some concern, obviously that, um, you know, Mathis's traits are pretty obvious if you watch the tape and that's why Clemson and Alabama are after him as well. Uh, but he loves Gary Patterson and that's pretty much uh, what fans need to keep in mind anytime they might get a little worried. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the mere fact that those two schools and I'm, I'm sitting there, I watched the national championship game. Um, Alabama had, they're not, you're not displacing. I don't, you're not displacing uh, uh, well, Wilson or Dallas yeah. Turner, right? At the at on the outside, because uh, I think those guys could both be pop, possible top ten picks in the NFL draft at, sure. at some point. Um, not sure about Clemson, but uh, Math is certainly someone that uh, would be a big hit for Texas. Um, anything else going on right now? In in as we talk about the program, classes start on uh, Tuesday. Move in came on on Wednesday of last week. Yep. Uh, kids moved in on on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Anything else going on right now that you're hearing in the background that we need to be aware of? Well, I mean, you know, this week what we're going to focus on writing is basically an introduction to the early enrollees and what, what their expectations should be as they assimilate into the program. And then uh, the big big news next week, of course, will be the uh, junior day. So we'll be covering junior days all week and and focusing back on the 2023 class. Uh, once once UT classes start up, we'll get a bit of a reprieve from the win, uh, from the uh, portal. Uh, it was fast and furious after the the national championship game. Of course, uh, it should settle down a little bit, and then we'll start focusing a little more on 2023, uh, and, and and really keeping our ear to the street to see how the the, the younger guys, the new players, are assimilating into the program. There's going to be a lot of intrigue around Quinn Ewers, of course, uh, but I'm curious about how all these new new parts fit together. The older new guys, the younger new guys, you know, uh, what kind of vacuum was left by any previous players. So it, it's it's a it's always an exciting time this time of year. Not quite as exciting for those incoming freshmen whose eyes are wide open as they walk around uh, campus as, as college students for the first time. Yeah, I think there was 11 or 12 total uh, on Wednesday that come in. They're going to now be joined uh, by Jaleel Billingsley, uh, yep. the tight end uh, from uh, Chicago by way of the University of Alabama. Um Eric was talking about uh, some things we're going to be writing. That's on InsideTexas.com. Just so everybody realizes that, please consider a subscription there. Eric and I uh, post uh, daily and and uh, try to give you the inside scoop on what's going on behind the scenes in uh, in Longhorn uh, Nation. Uh, also, please consider a, a free subscription to this uh, YouTube video channel just by clicking the subscribe button. Uh, but uh, thanks for thanks for your time again today, Eric. I know it's uh, hot and uh, it's fast and furious today with all the stuff going on in the portal. The last 24 hours have been crazy. Uh, yeah. Texas ends up with Jaleel Billingsley. Still probably going to be hot on the portal after the spring comes out. All right. For Eric Nolene, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching.